Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 22, verses 19 through 28. But you, O Lord, do not be far off. O you, my help, come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion. You have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify him, and stand in awe of him, all you offspring of Israel. For he has not despised or abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, and he has not hidden his face from him, but he has heard when he cried to him. From you comes my praise in the great congregation. My vows I will perform before those who fear him. The afflicted shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before you. For kingship belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. Isaiah chapter 56, verses 9 through 12. All you beasts of the field come to devour, all you beasts in the forest. His watchmen are blind, they are all without knowledge, they are all silent dogs, they cannot bark dreaming, lying down, loving to slumber. The dogs have a mighty appetite. They never have enough. But they are shepherds who have no understanding. They have all turned to their own way, each to his own gain, one and all. Come, they say, let me get wine. Let us fill ourselves with strong drink, and tomorrow will be like this, will be like this day, great beyond measure. Romans chapter 2 Verses 17 through 29. But if you call yourself a Jew and rely on the law and boast in God and know his will and approve what is excellent, because you are instructed from the law, and if you are not sure that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a a teacher of children, having the law and the embodiment of knowledge and truth, you then who teach others, do you not teach yourself? While you preach against stealing, do you steal? You who say that one must not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in the law dishonor God by breaking the law. For, as it is written, the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. For circumcision indeed is of value if you obey the law, but if you break the law, your circumcision becomes uncircumcision. So, if a man who is uncircumcised keeps the precepts of the law, will not his uncircumcision be regarded as circumcision? Then he who is physically uncircumcised but keeps the law will condemn you who have written the code, who have the written code and circumcision but break the law. For no one is a Jew who is merely one outwardly, nor is circumcision outward and physical. But a Jew is one inwardly, and circumcision is a matter of the heart, by the spirit, not by the letter. His praise is not from man, but from God. Good 
Good morning, and welcome to the second Thursday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Laguna Niguel, California. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 22, Isaiah 56, and Romans 2. And the I I always like to think of well. So Paul is speaking of circumcision, and uh, what I was going to say was. I like the fact that circumcision is physical but not seen. Like, you don't walk around naked, right? Uh, this, the, the symbolism or the meaning of that is like, you know, and those who are closest to you know, but they kind of, everybody else has to kind of take your word for it. But if they don't, you can always show them. You could flash them, right? Um. And I, you know, there's a double-edged sword to everything, right? Can, liturgy, which I love, can be abused, or it can become numbing, right? Um, it's about the meaning that we give it and the meaning that we continue to give it. Circumcision, Paul's problem is, you know, he's probably projecting a little bit. He lived by the law, right? And he oversaw the stoning of Christians, including Stephen. And... I mean, I don't think that's hard to justify without what he calls the written code, right? Something written in stone, right? And that, you know, lasts throughout all the ages, something to give you license to condemn other people um, that you think are doing it wrong, just as long as you think you're doing it right. Um, you know, you could bigot everything, by God, right? Bigot is German origins, uh, by God is by God, right? Just put God on everything and who can argue with you, right? Um, and so the written code, he, he, he struggles with this, right? But he, he has such respect for his, the teaching he has received, the culture he has received, the people he is born into, but he also wrestles with the fact that, you know, clearly that's not enough in and of itself. The written code didn't keep me, didn't illuminate me enough to keep me from doing these things that I know are wrong, or I now know are wrong. And so you, I think you always kind of go against, or you lash back out against the thing that you see in yourself. Um, and so one of the things that was hard and fast, you know, written in stone, not, not technically, it wasn't one of the Ten Commandments, but um, was circumcision. And so all the meaning that that could have and should have had can get deprived by, you know, if not done well. And by the time Paul and the Christians were walking around, there was this high watermark of Israelite tradition in the Maccabees. Um, they fought for their own independence. They got it. They had autonomy for, I can't remember, maybe 100 years, maybe less, I can't remember. Um, and they really tried to do what they thought was right. Um, and part of that was to make the high priest the equivalent of the ruler of, of Israel. Um, uh, the hammer, John, uh, Hyrcanius, all the, like, if you were the high priest, it also meant you were the king. And unfortunately, it also became a political thing that made the high priesthood a political thing. Um, and I think that was high priest as king is technically supposed to be how it is. I can talk about that in another podcast. Um, I think they were reading their Bible, but they're human, 
right? And so they, they kind of mess it up. To become high priest then was imbued with power, uh, political, secular power. And when the uh, Maccabees, the Hasmoneans, fell to the Herodians, that, uh, the, the power that had been injected into the high priesthood remained, and it became a political appointment. It wasn't hereditary. There weren't Aaronic priests or Zadokite priests. They were just whoever was closest with the Herods. And there were two or three families that dominated the high priesthood. And so this is what Paul grows up with. Um, you know, the, the outwardly, the fulfillment of the law, but inwardly a corruption of it. Um, and so circumcision is like that. Like, well, you can be circumcised and think that you have it all, you, you have all your shit together. And clearly, not, that's not the case. Um, and so circumcision, I still think, like, it's such an interesting way for God to, to make this covenant with the male members of his people. Like, it's outward, but it's not really, right? Like, this is for you. This is for you and me to know who is mine. Um, because, again, you're not going to walk around fucking naked. If you're circumcised, you know it. Your wife knows it. Maybe your kids, if you know, when they were young or something, but like that's it. Uh, and your parents know it clearly. Um, but everything else is kind of have to take it on faith that this guy's circumcised is one of us. And so, um, for me, I think that's interesting. But what Paul is worried about is like circumcision just becomes another rote, ritualized fulfillment that has become corrupted, that has lost its meaning. And so if someone's uncircumcised, a Gentile, who is doing all these things, are they not fulfilling the law? You know, aren't they, um, if they're uncircumcised, won't they be regarded as circumcised? Like, what, what does it matter? You know, this, uh, this thing that we do to our flesh, if it doesn't affect our heart. And if one is of good heart, like, what does it matter what his, what, state his flesh is in. Um, And so I think that's really what's going on is don't take for granted these things that God has given us. Don't take them for granted. Don't let them lose their saltiness. Don't let them lose their meaning. Remember how quirky this shit is. Like, here's my sign that you're going to wear in your pants the rest of your life, and the only people will know are your lover's uh, your parents, and perhaps your your you know your children. Like, not everybody's going to know. There's got there's going to be other ways that you have to be seen, and you have to be seen by being a light to the nations, by uh, you know following my commandments, by standing apart from the way you know the typical way of the world. So it's it's like this non ritual, right? Because if if God is to be glorified. And his people to be known, like, this is the sign on your dicks? Like, who's going to see that? Nobody's going to see that. There's got to be something else that is going on that that the world will recognize you as belonging to Yahweh. Um, and I see that same struggle in Paul. Like, he's inherited this wonderful gift of Judaism and the, the, the Israelite people, the, the nation. The ethnarch, the 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 ethnos, um, and yet 
it's just very people that have failed and in, in many cases even corrupted uh, the way of God. And so it's this love-hate relationship of, you know, what do we do with the fact that this, this church, this community of believers is supposed to be this thing and it has this great tradition and practices and, and history, but in the real world, in the here and now, it's just abused or misused or neglected or, um, and you know, I hear the same echoes in Augustine who said, the church may be a whore, but she's my mother. Um, you know, we, the things that we hate are the things that we probably hate about ourselves and are in fact called to love. Um, and I think that may be why as Christians, the, the thing that makes us unique, you know, philosophically, I guess, is that we are called not to love just those around us or that who love us, but to love our enemies, uh, to go that second mile and to, to not put conditions on, on our own love and concern. A prayer for the parish from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and ever-living God, ruler of all things in heaven and earth, hear our prayers for this parish family. Strengthen the faithful, arouse the careless, and restore the penitent. Grant us all things necessary for our common life, and bring us all to be of one heart and mind within your holy church. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, Always family. Semper Familia.